0: Welcome to Pem Currents, the Pediatric Emergency Medicine podcast. As always, I'm your host Brad Soboleski, and today we focus on pediatric ingestions of high-powered magnets. These products have been marketed as an attractive option for STEM applications for children and young adults. These rare earth magnets can stick together incredibly well and can be made into unique designs. However, when ingested by little children, It can get stuck together across opposing loops of bowel and cause intestinal perforation or worse. So naturally, they present challenges to both those of us who care for children who ingest these magnets in the ED, but also for folks who tirelessly advocate for the health and well-being of our children. And that's why doctors Elizabeth Curtis and Libby Ierson, pediatric residents at Cincinnati Children's, came to me with an idea about a podcast episode about high-powered magnet ingestions. They're gonna talk about what damage these magnets can do, what to do if a child swallows one, and perhaps most importantly, how to provide key information to patients and families about the hidden dangers of these so-called toys. So, Elizabeth and Libby, take it away.
1: Hello, I'm Dr. Elizabeth Curtis. And I'm Dr. Libby Ierson. We are pediatric residents at Cincinnati Children's Hospital Medical Center. Today, we're talking about high-powered magnet safety. Our goals for this episode are
2: to learn about high-powered magnets, discuss the dangers that they possess for children, review management of magnet ingestions, and provide some pointers for talking about high-powered magnet safety with your patients and their families. Let's get right into it. What are high-powered magnets?
1: High-powered magnets are magnets made of rare earth metals like neodymium and can be up to 30 times more powerful than standard magnets. Brands you may have heard of include Zen Magnets, Buckyballs, or Bucky Cubes. Most magnet ingestions occur in young children, six months to three years old. However, the danger can occur with any age group. High-powered magnets often come in building sets, sometimes including hundreds of magnets. They can also be found in stress relievers or home appliances. Products containing high-powered magnets may be sold at hardware stores, office supply stores, or toy stores, despite the fact that they're marketed to adults. The magnets are small, may be colored, and may look like candy or something edible to babies, toddlers, and young children. Older kids and teenagers may also use high-powered magnets to create fake piercings on their tongue or lip. It takes two magnets, one on each side, to hold the fake piercing in place, and they are at high risk of accidentally swallowing them. So Elizabeth, have there been any efforts to decrease high-powered magnet ingestions?
2: Certainly, high-powered magnets have come under fire in the public eye within the last decade. In 2012, the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission, or CPSC, halted the sale of high power magnet sets and instituted a recall that essentially got these off of the shelves. Unfortunately, this was overturned in December 2016, allowing these products back on the shelves and into the hands of children. A recent study by Middleburg et al. out of Nationwide Children's Hospital found that after high-powered magnet sets were removed from the market, the average number of cases dropped 33% between 2012 and 2017. However, when the ban was lifted, the average cases per year increased by 444% with an over 300% increase in cases that were severe enough to require treatment in the hospital. National Poison Control Centers recorded approximately 1,600 cases of high-power magnet ingestions in 2019. This was more than six times as many as in 2016 while the ban was still in place.
1: Wow, those numbers are striking.
2: Yeah, I totally agree. Now, Libby, what makes high-powered magnets dangerous
1: when they are ingested? Good question. So when two or more magnets are ingested, their attractive force leads them to attach to each other, even from different parts of the digestive tract. If this happens through the wall of an intestine, it can lead to ischemia, infarction, and pressure necrosis of the bowel. This puts that area of bowel at risk of death and can lead to life-threatening complications like fistula formation, perforation, and sepsis. Patients and families often report non-specific symptoms like decreased oral intake, sore throat, abdominal pain, nausea, vomiting, or diarrhea. When gathering the history for patients with these symptoms, it is important for providers to ask if the child might have access to high-powered magnets. Symptoms like severe pain, hematemesis, or hematochezia may suggest there is already damage to the bowel. In the absence of a known ingestion, it's important to keep a broad differential, like urinary tract infection, gastroenteritis, appendicitis, or other acute intra-abdominal pathology. So now that we've talked about what to look for, what should you do if you suspect a child has ingested a high-powered magnet?
2: Well, as always, initial management should focus on assessing and managing the patient's ABCs. If the child is dehydrated and or in severe pain, go ahead and obtain IV access. We recommend resuscitation with isotonic crystalloid boluses. If you notice that they're in severe pain or in shock from ongoing hemorrhage, fentanyl would be the best choice for immediate pain management. Anytime a foreign body ingestion is suspected, start with two view plain films. So get an AP and a lateral of the neck, chest, and abdomen In addition to looking for the object itself, check for free air, which could indicate bowel perforation, as well as signs of bowel obstruction. Magnets should appear as radio opaque. However, keep in mind that this isn't true of all foreign bodies. Lateral and AP films can help distinguish tracheal and esophageal foreign bodies. Of course, the classic example is the differentiation of a coin versus a button battery. Esophageal foreign bodies will be more posterior on the lateral images. Unfortunately, plane films cannot reliably differentiate a single magnet from multiple magnets because they may have already been attached to each other. However, magnets that appear stacked with some space in between may suggest that the magnets have trapped intestinal wall in between them. If you're certain that only one magnet was ingested and the child's well appearing, then they can often be managed supportively. Advise parents to keep the child away from any magnetic or metallic materials that could be swallowed. Think about things like fasteners on clothing, tiny game pieces, or the like have parents watch stools for passage of the magnet. Gastroenterology specialists often recommend serial plane films on an outpatient basis as well. However, if there is any doubt about how many magnets were ingested, or if you know that one magnet plus any other metallic object was ingested, treat the child as if multiple magnets were ingested. If the magnets are in the esophagus or stomach, they should be promptly removed via endoscopy with a pediatric GI specialist. The goal is removal within 12 hours. If it has been greater than 12 hours since ingestion, make sure your pediatric surgery team is aware of the patient prior to attempting endoscopy. If the magnets are beyond the stomach, management depends on if the patient is symptomatic. Patients with any symptoms indicating possible obstruction or perforation require immediate surgical removal. But in asymptomatic patients, you have a couple options. Consult your pediatric GI and surgical specialists. Endoscopy or colonoscopy may be attempted. Alternatively, the patient may be monitored closely with serial exams and serial plain films. If the magnets are not progressing, or if at any point the patient becomes symptomatic, they should undergo operative removal. Polyethylene glycol or PEG cleanouts may also be used as an adjunct to supportive care while waiting for the magnets to pass on their own. That being said, what is our role as pediatricians to prevent high powered magnet
1: ingestions? I think that all pediatricians should be incorporating magnet safety into their routine anticipatory guidance. Any frontline pediatric provider can share this important information with their patients. So here are some tips for talking to families about high powered magnets. You can start out by asking, are there any building sets, toys or appliances in your home that contain high powered magnets? For teenagers, ask if they have ever made fake piercings and what they use to do so. You may need to provide education about what high-powered magnets are and what they look like. If the family isn't sure, encourage them to check around the house. Now, if there are high-powered magnets in the home, a good follow-up question is to ask where they are stored. The American Academy of Pediatrics actually recommends that there should be no high-powered magnets at all in any home where children live or play. At minimum, recommend that they are kept in a child-proof location just like with cleaning supplies or medications. It is also important to think about what the child may have access to at school, a grandparents' house, friends' houses, or other homes that they may stay in. After assessing for magnets in the home, share with families the risks of ingestion. You could say something like, high-powered magnets can cause serious injury if they are accidentally swallowed. The magnets can connect to each other inside a child's intestine and cause irreversible damage that sometimes requires surgery. Remind families that if they think their child swallowed a magnet or if they are showing signs such as abdominal pain or vomiting, they should seek medical attention right away. The US Consumer Product Safety Commission can help you determine if a magnetic product has been recalled. Check out their website, at www.cpsc.gov. So let's review everything we talked about today.
2: For frontline healthcare providers, including those that work in emergency departments or urgent cares, always keep high powered magnet ingestion on your differential. For any aged child presenting with abdominal pain, dysphagia, emesis, or especially bloody vomit or stool, Start with 2 view plain films, though you need to remember that plain films cannot reliably differentiate a single magnet from multiple magnets attached to each other. If there is any doubt, treat the patient as if multiple magnets were ingested and get your GI and surgical subspecialists involved early. All pediatric providers should discuss high-powered magnet safety with their patients. You could help prevent major injuries and even save a life.
0: All right, so that's it for this episode on high powered magnet ingestions in children. My sincerest thanks again go out to Elizabeth Curtis and Libby Ierson who put together this episode and delivered the content to you. I have managed children who have ingested these magnets, and I can say from first hand experience that they are incredibly dangerous. Put them up there with button batteries as things that kids can eat that cause definite morbidity. If you want to deliver some feedback on this episode, leave a review on your favorite podcast site or aggregator. Send me a message on Twitter at PEMtweets, or leave a comment on pemblog.com, your home to great pediatric emergency medicine educational content. And if you've got an idea for an episode, send me a message. Let's chat. For PEM Currents, the pediatric emergency medicine podcast, this has been Brad Soboleski. See you next time.